Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is June 6th, it's 2019, and we have seven early games and five games on the main slate that we're going to break down here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Notorious. Hot, hot Notorious. How are you doing, my friend? Not too bad, not too bad. A uh, good couple of weeks uh, in the PGA DFS world, so definitely not complaining. Always love coming on the show, so uh, life's pretty good right now. Yeah, man, as as the OG group, like, I feel like we're getting, like, <laughs> old now. Like, I feel like we're getting super we are old. old. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited about this baseball slate. I like the early slate more than I like the late slate, just because I feel like seven games is, like, right in my wheelhouse. Like, those, that's the slates that I, like, really like. I hate these 15 gamers. I hate four-game slates. So, like, seven games, I feel like, is, like, right where the, like, the, the spot is. Yeah, no issues for me. I've definitely had more success in the smaller slates than I have in the bigger slates this year. Uh, other than, um, what was that, Monday slate? That was just the craziest slate I think I've ever uh, seen in baseball. Yeah, then the three nine o'clock games. Like, it's because of the MLB draft, but I don't even remember that like happening in years past, so who knows. But Or maybe it was Tuesday when Marlon scored 15 runs. And Yeah, that was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Oh, yeah, and the Monday slate was weird, too, with the three games, yeah. Will Will said on the podcast on Tuesday too. He said if you're paying up for pitcher, stack the Marlins. And I don't know. Like I haven't talked to him. I'll talk to him tomorrow when he's on the podcast with me. I have to find out if he did it or not. So sometimes I only get like half the pot in. I must have missed that. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to check our, our sponsor. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way you get access to any cool promos that we do with Fantasy Draft Plus. You'll get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft um, once you make your first deposit over there. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. You'll get the lineup tags, and you know Derek's on cash almost all week, and um, I have you know value plays almost all week. So, uh, Derek, let's get into it. We got the Giants, we got the Mets. We have a seven and a half total. Sean Anderson against Zach Wheeler. Um, any interest here in Anderson? uh not a ton uh he hasn't been you know terrible in his first four starts but uh the strikeouts just haven't been there 14 percent k rate uh decent ground ball rate decent control but uh until he gets some more strikeouts i think we can continue to avoid him especially in a game where he's on the road as a big underdog yeah like his triple a numbers weren't like like knock your socks off but like he's taken a huge dip in strikeouts since getting called up so I don't know if it is start evening it out, evening it out a little bit, but I think that for now I'll probably pass. Um, the Mets are starting to get healthy too. Cano's back, McNeil's back, Alonzo is crushing everything. So I'm gonna probably pass on Anderson here. Zach Wheeler on the other side of this game, he's the highest price pitcher on the slate. Uh, do you think it warrants the price tag playing up for Wheeler here? Yeah, given the lack of other options in the early slate, I think uh, Wheeler deserves to be considered the number one. Uh, I haven't seen the wind direction in Wrigley just yet, so uh, you know it might not be a core play for me, but uh, definitely a good spot for him. Uh, at home against San Francisco, they strike out at a pretty high rate. Uh, they don't hit right-handed pitching well. We know Wheeler has been in good form. Uh, he got off to a slow start this season, but over his last three starts, 28% K rate, 4% walk rate. Um, everything looks pretty good, and I was like him uh, in this pitcher-friendly ballpark. Yeah, the wind is kind of going to be neutral in Wrigley today, so All just right. to throw that okay. up there. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Wheeler. I think he is the SP1 today. I think you can make an argument for Woodruff, um, and we'll talk about that once we get there. I know the Marlins have been scoring a bunch of runs this week, and that's fine. I'll keep pitching pitchers against them. That's fine, too. <laughs> so um, yeah. I think Woodruff is another guy you can make, like, an argument for SP one on this slate, but Wheeler is in a good spot. Any giants bats that you want to play here against Wheeler? Uh, not really. Um, he's been pretty good against both lefties and righties, held them both under a 295 X Woba. Uh, gives up a lot more hard contact to lefties, but it's not like we're really scared of uh, any of the left-handed hitters in this lineup outside of Brandon belt. So you can maybe look at him as a one-off, but that's pretty much it for me. 
Yeah, Belt's a little interesting just because he hits sinkers well, and you know that's what Wheeler tends to throw against left-handed batters around 30% of the time. So I think that if you want to play Brandon Belt here as a one-off, um, I don't hate it like you were saying. The Mets side of things, um, Anderson's not really striking guys out. So I'm looking at the guys that have the big power here, and really it's just Alonzo and maybe Cano. He does have a 44% hard hit rate on the season. So Cano, Alonzo, Conforto, I guess, those three. Yeah, pretty much those three for me. Wilson Ramos, uh, always viable as a cheap catching option on DraftKings where you have to roster a catcher. Uh, I did see Cano got you know subbed out for uh, last night's game. Was that injury-related, or were they just giving him a couple reps and then they took him out? Um, I didn't see it. I know um, I, I, was, I was looking at it right now. They think it could potentially be um, a left quad again, so we'll oh, have to geez. see. That's not good. So they said after the game, I'm reading the report here, that it says that it wasn't the same feeling that he had that he went on the IL. But with a day game after a night game, I would suspect Cano to be on the bench today. Yeah, you would think so for sure. He's cheap too. That stinks because, you know, that would have been a nice little value play. Didn't, you know, make it second base work. But anyway, we move on to Pittsburgh. Atlanta Braves, Pittsburgh Pirates, nine and a half total. Michael Fultonevich against Chris Archer. Um, Fulte is a 126 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Fulte? So got off to a really rough start uh, at the beginning of the year and then uh, bounced back with the big outing against the Cardinals. Um, I believe Kirk Deese had him that night um, and had his uh, big win. Um, but, yeah, I just don't really like targeting pitchers against the Pirates. They don't really strike out at a high rate, but uh, he will – he should have uh, – actually, he won't have the platoon advantage. Uh, Pirates have quite a few lefties in their lineup. But I don't think he's a worst pitching option. I just don't think uh, I'm going to make an emphasis to get him into my lineups. I do like Wheeler quite a bit more and then – uh, when it comes to SP2, uh, we already mentioned it. I do like picking against the Rockies on the road, even though they have been uh, pretty good recently. And uh, we'll get to Quintana here in a bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll talk about it. There's a couple spots that are interesting today. But, yeah, I think Fulte's in play. Um, I think he's more of a tournament play. I'll probably do the best I can to fit in Wheeler or Woodruff um, in my cash game lineup today on two pitcher sites and one of those two guys on one pitcher sites. So I think Fulte's an interesting tournament play. Um you know, he does have the strikeout upside. Started to look better. Um, you know, the velocity starting to look normal and everything. I know he didn't look great against Detroit last time out, but still eight strikeouts in that game. So 15 strikeouts over his last two games. I think that, you know, he's certainly a guy I'm looking at in tournaments here. Uh, any interest in Archer on the other side? Oh, man. I don't know what's wrong with uh, Archer this season, but clearly something's not right. 12% uh, walk rate on the season. Uh, 41% hard contact rate over his last three. The strikeouts have been dipping uh, pretty much over the last couple of weeks. So I don't think I can play Archer right now. I know he's getting cheap, uh, but the Braves, very good offense. Uh, they put the ball in play. They got some good lefties in their lineup. I will gladly pass on Archer here. Yeah, he's allowed at least three or more earned runs in seven of his nine starts this season. Like, Ooh. you know, the, the 5X FIP is ridiculous. You mentioned the walk rate. You look into a lot of his stuff, and like he still has strikeout stuff. Um, I don't think anybody can argue that. Like he still has that slider that he gets strikeouts with, and like he can still go out and have strikeout games. But just leaving pitches over the middle, his fly ball rate is through the roof this season. The hard hit rate is insane, and with this being a day game in Pittsburgh, the ball might be flying a little bit more than you know you expect in a night game. So I, I think this is a spot that I'm with you. I'll probably stay away from Archer. If he was getting like a huge discount for as bad as he's been this season, maybe I would play him. But 7,700 doesn't seem like it's enough of a discount for me. So probably going to pass there. Uh, Atlanta Bats, I think the first guy you have to look at here is Freeman. Archer, 50% fly ball rate, 41% hard hit rate against lefties this year. Yeah, for sure. And we rarely see games in Pittsburgh with totals of nine and a half. So uh, that definitely makes me a little bit more interested in these two offenses. Uh, we talked about the walk rate, the hard hit contact uh, up against lefties, and even against righties. He's allowed a 410 X Woba this season, 2.01 home run per nine. Uh, he's always been a guy that's kind of struggled with the long ball, uh, but it's usually been to lefties. But this season, it's kind of been to batters from both sides of the plate. So definitely like Freeman uh, as a one off, and then don't mind looking at, you know, Acuna 
Um, Arcacus is always viable in like a cash game setting, not a guy that I really like to get into my tournament lineups because of the lack of upside. Austin Riley's been, uh, you know, really good in his first uh, major league stint. So I think there's some interesting bats here, and I do think they will go under-owned in this early slate. Can we just continue to talk about Dansby Swanson? You know, like this dude was a top prospect and like never really started to show something until this year. The guy, you know, 12 home runs on the season, four over his last 10 games. Like he's a guy that can steal bases, hit home runs. Like Dansby Swanson is a guy that I look at like every day now. So if I'm looking at like a little three man for Atlanta, Acuna, Swanson, and Freeman certainly stands out. And Donaldson's eventually going to start hitting the ball up in the air. I know I talk about it on the podcast a ton, but the dude has a 54% hard hit rate with a 92.8 average exit velocity this season. So eventually Donaldson's going to start hitting home runs. So keep playing him until then. Uh, Pittsburgh bats here against Fulte. What do you like here for Pittsburgh? Yeah, Josh Bell always viable as a one-off. 371 ISO against right-handed pitching uh, since the beginning of last season. That's massive. Uh, it almost matches his ex-Wobo, which is pretty crazy. Kevin Newman, always viable, you know, is kind of a cheap uh, leadoff hitter. Outside of that, probably not a ton of interest. You know, Moran hit a home run last night. I think he's okay uh, as a value play, uh, especially on FanDuel at 2700 But uh, Reynolds and Marte both seem a little overpriced uh, at their positions. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think Bell, man, it's just – it's so hard to fit him in price-wise. But when you yeah. can, like he's just a guy that's mashing the baseball, like you said. Outside of that, it's just tough. Um, we're starting to see Moran start to get back to where he was la last year, power number wise. So, like, I don't ever hate like taking a shot on Moran. He's always a, a cheaper third base option, and just kind of looking at his price, thirty nine hundred. Um, you know, he's certainly somebody that I would consider as a one off as well. Um, so, don't ever hate those two guys. But yeah, Pittsburgh's a team that I don't typically play a lot of bats from, especially when they're at home um we got tampa at detroit um it's gonna be an opener of steinek and then beaks is gonna come in and daniel norris on the detroit side uh let's talk beaks any interest here not a ton when i typically target those long relievers for the rays i like him to have a high strikeout rate i know he has a 22 percent k rate on the season but over the last two weeks 17 percent k rate 10 percent walk rate uh sierra close to five on the road against a right-handed heavy team i think i'll pass on beaks yeah, I worry about the matchup. Right-handed heavy team. You know, you nailed it. Um, you know, he's appeared in these games quite a bit this season. Not has you know not really started a game yet this year, but he's made 14 appearances this season and only has over 20 fantasy points twice. He's 7600. It's not like we're getting a massive discount on him. I think this is one of those instances where like Quintana is a little bit cheaper. I think I'd go with him or pay up for like a Fulty or, or Woodruff. So. Don't think I end up on Beaks today. Even though Detroit has struggled with left-handed pitching this season, there's still a lot of power in this lineup, you know, on the right-handed side. So I'm going to pass. Um, any interest here in Daniel Norris on the other side? Surprisingly, I actually don't mind him. Uh, he's only 5,800 on DraftKings. That is uh, really cheap for an SP2. Uh, doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside. But if you look at this Rays lineup, every single batter uh, in their lineup has a strikeout rate of at least 22% against left-handed pitching. That's crazy. Um, if you combine all those uh, K rates, it's 29% against Southpaws. They do have some big bats in their lineup, uh, so he certainly doesn't have the highest floor of any pitcher on the board. But 5,800 uh, in a strikeout-friendly matchup at home, I don't hate it. Yeah, it's like that love hate relationship kind of thing. Like, you know, I love the price. I hate the pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, I, I guess um, I can <laughs> see maybe doing it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, I, I don't, I don't know if I end up on Norris today. I can certainly see why. It's just, with Diaz being back, fam expected to play. Garcia there. They called up Arroyo. Um, they just have so many right-handed bats in this oh, lineup yeah. that it's, uh, it's like, oh. So I agree with you. You know, 25% K rate on, on the season on these guys. But don't think I could pull the trigger on Norris. Uh, I actually kind of like the Tampa bats a little bit. Is there anything standing out to you here? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Tommy Pham's a guy that uh, really high ground ball rate for a power hitter uh, from the right side of the plate. So he always benefits from facing a fly ball pitcher like Norris. I like him quite a bit. 
Uh, you mentioned Diaz and Garcia, both been swinging hot bats. Uh, Royal's actually been pretty good this season. He's really cheap. Uh, 3K on FanDuel, 3,600 on DraftKings. So don't mind looking at uh, those three bats. I'll probably end up uh, making a couple early lineups, uh, one with a few different uh, raised lineups and then one with uh, Norris, and we'll see how it ends up. Don't really see a middling performance from Norris. I kind of think uh, he either pitches well or he uh, gets lit up. Yeah, like I, I like some of the value here. Diaz, Adams, um, Arroyo, depending on who catches. Uh, it's a day game after a night game, so maybe Darno's in there. We get a cheap catcher like 2,900. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're taking some shots on Norris, you got to have a raise stack as kind of like a hedge stack. So, um, yeah, Diaz, man, he's just he's in a great spot. So, like the Tampa righties quite a bit here. Um, Detroit bats, you know, facing, you know, I guess we can say they're probably going to face Steinek once and Beeks twice. Uh, anything standing out to you here on Detroit? Not a ton. Uh, I think Castellanos is a great one-off. Uh, 399 next, well, but 265 ISO since the beginning of last season. Only a strikeout rate at 13%. So those are really good numbers uh, against Southpaws. Miguel Cabrera, been heating up a little bit. He's pretty cheap across the industry. Don't mind looking at those two. And that's probably it for me. Oh, you should have you messaged me and just told me to talk smack about Miggy, and then you could have played him. <laughs> Every time I talk bad about him, yeah, every time, like without without even thinking about it, every time. So, are you gonna talk bad about him? No, uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick of him hitting home runs on me, man. (laughs) So we can't play him then. He's been good against lefties this year. Like for what it's worth, you know, he's still not having like he's not hitting a ton of home runs or anything, but he's certainly been a lot better against lefties than he has against righties this year. Um, and it's a day game if you believe in that like narrative of Miggy playing in the day. Like, well, I mean, he's uh, like 58 years old, you gotta see better during the day. Yeah, maybe the, not, not even that. Like, maybe the bones, just the heat and everything. Like, <laughs> um, all joking aside, I think Miggy's fine. Castellanos is fine. The other guy that I like here is Brandon Dixon, he's a guy that kind of stands out to me. He's a little bit expensive, which I think people will stay away from him. And he's a guy that has a little bit of pop, um, you know, especially against lefties. So don't mind Dixon here. Um, that's kind of it. Let's move on. Red Sox, Royals, Ryan Weber against Danny Duffy. No total in this one. Any interest here in Weber? No interest in Weber for me. Uh, these games in Kansas City tend to have some pretty high totals. Um, probably going to be pretty warm. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside. He's got good control, decent ground ball rate, but um, I kind of like the Royals at home. This is one of those games you're going to have to like rely on Roth because um, it has some weather issues. So if the weather is okay, I don't think Weber is the worst option. It's kind of like the argument you were making for Daniel Norris, like Weber 6,300 if you're going to punt, like just go all the way down, right? So the Royals without Dozier in there, obviously you're missing one of their big power bats. And man, Sale just looked great against them on Wednesday. I know Ryan Weber is no Chris Sale, but hopefully you can keep it rolling. Um, any interest in Duffy? No interest in Duffy. Uh, he's typically one of those pitchers that's either really good or really bad. This season he's kind of just been mediocre, but uh, yeah, against the Red Sox, no thanks. Yeah, his curveball against righties this year. I don't know if you've done any research on it. It's just it's been insane. Like Fastball and his curveball are just generating such little ISO. Um, it's really like weighing down his numbers on the season. So when you have teams that can hit curveballs and fastballs like the Red Sox, um, you have to look at the Red Sox here. So uh, let's talk Red Sox bats. Um, I, I think you start with J.D. Martinez and you look at Xander Bogarts, who's just been absolutely incredible against left-handed pitching this season. Yep, love uh, both of them. Obviously, Mookie Betts can be in play as well. Uh, Michael Chavis has been really, really good against lefties uh, in his rookie season, so I think those four are probably going to be your best bets. But if you look at uh, Duffy's splits, I mean, he allowed a 332x Woba to lefties last season. It's up to 357 this season. So if you do want to do a Red Sox stack, I don't mind uh, including uh, Benintendi and Devers. Yep. Um the other guy that's a little interesting here with Pierce on the IL, um, Sam Travis should start here if he draws a start. Um, he's a guy that has some pop. I don't mind Sam Travis thirty one hundred as like a value play. It's just I hate using him at first base. So maybe like on fantasy draft where I can play up to first five first basemen if I want to is where I look at him. But I like to call the lefty call there. Um, it'd be great if Jackie Bradley Jr. was in the lineup. The dude can hit left handed pitching. He'd be interesting, but. 
Um, Kansas City bats. Anything standing out to you here against Weber? Very small sample size, but the power that he has given up this season has been to left-handed hitters. Uh, so Nicky Lopez, uh, I keep continuing to play this guy. He hasn't been very good uh, so far this season, but good numbers in the minors. He's really cheap, leadoff hitter. Uh, Mondesi is always a guy that uh, brings stolen base upside to the table, decent uh, power in his bat as well. Alex Gordon just feels a little overpriced, but um, I don't mind Lopez and Mondesi. Yeah, I really like Mondesi here. He's been really good at, against sinkers since he got called up last year. Uh, Merrifield, you mentioned him. Uh, you can run on the Red Sox, so I don't mind you know the speed guys here in Merrifield and Mondesi. Maybe Nicky Lopez, I'm with you. That guy, he's always cheap enough that he just fits <laughs> fits your build. <laughs> like, stop playing him, Stevie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Reds, Cardinals, eight and a half total. This game burned me so bad on Wednesday. I took a shot on it. Um, I honestly, I was at uh, my daughter's like rehearsal for dance show this weekend and never checked the weather again. So that's what burned me. But yeah, we're going to have Tyler Molly, and it sounds like it's going to be Miles Mikolas instead of Dakota Hudson that gets to start here. Um, that's what I'm reading anyway. Yeah, so uh, I, I had Disclafani and Hudson uh, as the starting pitchers, but um, uh, so obviously I'm wrong there. But Molly, if I remember correctly, really struggles against lefties. Pretty good against righties. Um, it's probably not going to be the best pitching environment, uh, but he is going to be you know facing a right-handed heavy Cardinals offense. So depending on his price point, I don't hate him as a cheap play in tournaments. And then who did you say uh, Mikolas is going to get the start for St. Louis? So it sounds like, but yeah, I, I actually like Molly here. Um, he's a guy yeah. that you know was really good against righties. If it's Descofani, it really doesn't change. Kind of same thing. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I'm I'm seeing here like it sounds like Descofani is going to pitch. So I think the star G page is a little messed up on it, but it sounds like Descofani is going to pitch, and it actually looks like it might be Hudson too. So. Uh, as co- according to MLB.com, it's the same pitchers that we had yeah. yesterday, and we're just going to load up on the bats. That's all we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, Descafane, pretty similar splits uh, as Molly. So if you like Molly, uh, it's hard not to like Descafane. Uh, 293 x 26% K rate against righties. So kind of the same argument there. Only 6,800. Um, so if you don't want to play Norris and you still want to punt uh, pitcher, I don't hate him. Uh, Hudson, really low strikeout rate. He's a high ground ball guy. Uh, kind of at the mercy of Babbitt, but he will be facing a bunch of lefties against Cincy, so I'll probably pass on him. Yeah, I don't mind Descalfani. Um, you know, with the right-handed heavy lineup, like we, you know, like you were talking about, but uh, I just don't know if I pull the trigger. Good. Doesn't. Feel no, good. it doesn't. I like the bats. Let's talk Cincinnati bats. Um, you know, Derek Dietrich stands out to me. He was one of my core plays. I had him on every single FanDuel team I built. So, like, obviously. That didn't work out. Um, what are you doing here with Cincy? Yeah, Dietrich, uh, Winker. I know you love Joey Votto, so uh, those two would probably be the guys to look at. <laughs> uh, again, Hudson has a 72% ground ball rate against righties. Don't want any part of that. Uh, against lefties, 411x, well, but 43% hard contact rate. So you definitely want to look at those three. Yeah, I was just really quickly pulling up and seeing if Dietrich is still 3K on Vandal. I don't know if you saw that on Wednesday. It like- is 31 so yeah, like I'll probably play him on all my FanDuel teams again on the early slate. Um, and hopefully can make up for you know what happened with the postponement yesterday. But yeah, like there's no reason a guy that has a 468 ISO <laughs> with a 52% fly ball rate against right-handed pitching with a 194 Babbitt um should be you know 3100 ever against the right-handed pitcher, especially a guy that struggles with lefties. So I'm with you. I like Dietrich. I like Winker. I don't hate Votto here, actually. And I don't mind Barnhart if you're looking at a catcher um, for some value. St. Louis side of things, like I like Carpenter. <laughs> yep. Carpenter, Weeders on DraftKings. That's pretty much it. That's all I got, too, Derek. Let's move on. Miami at Milwaukee. Caleb Smith, Brandon Woodruff, seven and a half total here. Uh, Woodruff's a 194 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Caleb Smith? So he's been awesome uh, this season. Uh, struggled a bit his last time out, but I'm not worried about that. 34% K rate on the season. Don't think a lot of people look at him. Um, the prices come down across the industry. We know the Brewers, they have plenty of power in their lineup, but they also have a lot of strikeouts. Uh, their projected lineup has a 24% K rate against left-handed pitching. Uh, they also have a 204 ISO, 340 x so 
risk reward play here. Don't mind him. Uh, not a core play for me, but uh, certainly don't think he's a bad option. No, the strikeout stuff it, it alone makes him a play on this slate. Um, and Milwaukee just super cold against the Miami pitchers uh, for some reason in this series. So they're yeah. probably rock Caleb Smith, who's the better of the okay. three. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the dude has a 15.4% swinging strike rate on the season, which I know is really close to the top five, if not in the top five. So, uh, you know, Caleb Smith is always a guy you got to look at for just pure upside. So I don't mind him. Uh, Brandon Woodruff on the other side of this game, Derek. Massive favorite here going up against the Marlins. He's been absolutely outstanding against righties this year. 238, Woba, 0. .071 ISO, 29.6% K rate. But the walk rate is what is just phenomenal. 4% against righties. Like, this is just a spot that Woodruff is Let, – let's just test this Marlins thing one more time, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, the Marlins just seem to own the Brewers right now. I, I don't really get it. Maybe it's because of the Christian Yelich uh, thing. But, yeah, I don't really know what it is. Um, I'm still going to continue to play pitchers against them. Um, although I am seeing Freddie Peralta listed as a probable starter on MLB.com. So, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to cry. I, I really hope it's Woodruff. Like uh, The lineup just builds so nice with Woodruff in there, too. So, um. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that with Peralta, but yeah. Um, in case, would you like Peralta in that situation? No. Really, really good against righties? I guess, maybe a little bit. It would just depend, like, is he just going to be an opener? Is he going to pitch? Like, like what are they? What are we expecting from him? So, I don't know. We'll have to wait I like Woodruff a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot more. So, um, yeah, I'm seeing Woodruff everywhere except for MLB. So, that's kind of weird. Either way, I don't know. pitchers against Marlins. I'll take my yeah, chance. Yeah, it hasn't worked out all week, but hey, why not? Let's try one more time. Um, any Miami bats for you here? Uh, so if it's Peralta, he really struggles against lefties. Uh, so you could look at Granderson as a leadoff hitter. If it's Woodruff, I'll be avoiding uh, the Marlins completely. Yep. Same thoughts. Not even going to add anything. Um, Brewers bats against Smith. Where he struggled is right-handed power bats, so I don't mind Braun. Um, assuming Grandall sits, um, maybe he plays on this on a day game after a night game. Um, Lorenzo Kane's always good against lefties, so those would be the guys that I'd be looking at. Um, you know, Kane, Braun, Grandall, if he plays, maybe Perez um, as a cheap value play, but I'm not going to go crazy here. Yeah, uh, pretty much agree with everything you said. Don't mind all those guys in tournaments. Probably not going to make uh, in my main lineup. Uh, Aguiar, another guy you could potentially look at. 2,400 on FanDuel, 3,200 on DraftKings. Uh, he's a guy that uh, really slow started the season, but he's been picking it up a little bit lately. All right, last game on this early slate. We got Colorado at Chicago. Peter Lambert against Jose Quintana. Um Quintana, I'm guessing, is going to be the favorite here. The wind, like I said, pretty neutral with it blowing in at about five miles an hour. Not going to make a huge difference. Um, any interest here in Peter Lambert? So I'm not going to lie. This is the first time uh, I have ever looked into Mr. Peter Lambert. But uh, according to Fangraph's number three uh, prospect for the Rockies, um, you know, pretty good fastball, pretty good curveball, really good changeup uh, in the minors. This season, uh, 4.91 FIP with a 20% strikeout rate. I typically take a wait-and-see approach with these young pitchers, especially when they're on the road, especially if they're listed as underdogs. So that's probably going to be the approach that I take here. Yeah, my issue with him is he's kind of a pitch-to-contact guy. Like he, From what, I, what I've read on him is he generates a ton of ground balls, but he's a pitch-to-contact guy. And his home run numbers were kind of up in AAA this season, which is a little concerning. So um yeah I, I don't think i'll take a shot on him here um unless like the wind changes drastically uh but i don't mind jose quintana on the other side of this game yeah absolutely he's a pitcher that i've always been higher on than the field it seems like uh 22 k rate pretty good control uh inducing a, more ground balls this season 49 percent uh doesn't give up a ton of hard contact the Rockies, we know they strike out at a pretty high rate against lefties. They strike out at a pretty high rate uh, on the road. Uh, their projected lineup, 29% strikeout rate against uh, lefties. So really like the spot for Quintana, especially if the wind isn't going to be blowing out. Um, probably going to be my favorite SP2 in the early slate. Uh, fair enough. 
Um, yeah, especially if Woodruff, like, if it, if yeah. it really isn't Woodruff, like, it makes it a lot easier to, like, decide on what I want to do. <laughs> like, oh, that decision. That decision's kind of made up for me. So, um, you know, yeah, certainly going to consider him, especially if Woodruff's out. Um, if you're not playing Quintana on the team, are you looking at any of these Colorado bats? Story and Arenado, always viable against lefties. Uh, like them better as one-offs than anything else. Um, no interest in anyone else from Colorado. Yeah, Arenado, man, he's just such a beast against lefties. I will say, Ian Desmond's hit left-handed pitching really well this season, and I, I keep just expecting the numbers to go down, and they're not. So if you want to take a shot on Desmond, I'm with you, though. I think I play those guys more as one-offs instead of you know looking at potentially stacking the Rockies here. Uh, any interest in the Cubs bats? I don't know why the DraftKings pricing algorithm doesn't like Kyle Schwarber. 3,700 once again. He's like 40% owned in every slate. I don't really get it. Uh, continue to play him. Carlos Gonzalez only 2,800. Uh, kind of a revenge game. Not that that really matters in baseball, but uh, you know that's really a cheap price point. Going up against a rookie making his uh, major league debut. Certainly don't mind looking at them. If you want to stack the Cubs, uh, I certainly don't hate it. Uh, we'd see all these, you know, Major league debuts, uh, typically their starts go uh, worse uh, more often than they go well. So I don't mind a Cubs stack. Don't mind looking at Schwarber and Gonzalez in cash games. Yeah, and then like adding, you know, bias for tournaments. If this guy is a guy that pitches more to contact, like, you know, bias is always a guy that I like against lower strikeout pitchers. So, you know, I really like Schwarber. I really like Baez. You know, you mentioned Rizzo. Um, if I'm if I'm playing those three, like I'll probably throw in a Chris Bryant uh, just to make it a four man. So. Certainly don't mind looking at the Cubs here, you know, facing this young pitcher in his debut. Um, that doesn't really profile as like a really high strikeout guy. So, you know, those are always the guys that I like to target, you know, especially coming up out of the minors. Um, all right, moving on to the main slate. We start Yankees at Toronto. We got J-Hap against Edwin Jackson. Um, J-Hap is a minus 200 here, which I don't think is enough. Um, <laughs> you know, do you have any interest here in Hap? I mean, he's been better recently. His last three starts, 3.32 Sierra. The uh, ERA is up, but um, I never really worry about that. 29.5% strikeout rate. Uh, the control has been good. Uh, ground balls have been good. He's given up a lot of hard contact. We know Toronto, they have a couple of you know good right-handed hitters. But uh, overall, their lineup is not all that intimidating against southpaws. So I do have a little bit of interest in Hap. Um, I think the price point is... Fairly reasonable, especially on DraftKings at 7,800. So certainly don't mind him. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, you're going to look when you start digging into the slate. There's just not a ton of options. Um, so I, I think that Hap at 7,800, where he's going to have a ton of run support, is certainly something that we need to be looking at here. So um, I like Hap. I don't love it, but I don't obviously hate it, you know, being a massive favorite here. I do have zero interest um, in Edwin Jackson, though. Zero. Like, none, nada, no chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's pitched for 14 different teams is pretty impressive, but it also goes to show that he's not a very good pitcher. Um, if he was good, he'd probably stick around uh, for more than a year. So, yeah, no interest in Jackson. 13.22 uh, ERA on the season. That's not very good. Um, you know, His advanced numbers are a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, no interest for me. Yeah, man, just, you know, keeps collecting checks. I, I know we, we stacked against him in his last start. I think it was in Colorado, right? He just, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah was, they had like 10 from the first two innings or something. Yeah, it was it was not good. So um, what are we looking at here for the Yankees, Bats? Uh, if you're in the lineup, you're viable. Man, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I mean, Morales is always way too cheap um you know they refuse to raise his price point he hasn't been great uh, as a part of the yankees but he's still 2700 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. and then you obviously have the big bats yeah void hicks sanchez torres all awesome uh lemayhew hit a home run last night not really a power guy but he's going to see a bunch of at bats here and probably going to score a few runs so i like uh, the one through six here for new york yeah yankees on the road in toronto facing one of the worst pitchers and one of the worst bullpens in baseball um yeah, uh, I know we got a game in Texas on this slate, but man, this is a really, really good spot to be looking at the Yankees bats. Um, like, I think you you summed it up perfect. If you're in the lineup, you're in play today. Like, it's as simple as that. Um, any Toronto bats standing out to you here against Hap? 
Don't mind Guriel if he's batting leadoff. Don't mind uh, Guerrero as a one-off, but that's probably it for me. Yeah, I'll throw Gritchick in there as well, just because he's cheap still. And Hap has struggled with right-handed power bats this season, and we just saw Gritchick hit a couple home runs on Wednesday. So I'll throw Gritchick in there as well. You know, he's he's a guy that's – it seems like he's underpriced. I think a lot of the Toronto bats seem like they're underpriced. You're going to use these guys – to get some value on this slate, Gritchick 34, Vlad 38, uh, Gary L 39. So, you know, you could potentially look at some of these bats just because they're cheap. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you know, one of my favorite videos from the season was Gary L and Guerrero uh, cheering when uh, Biggio hit his first home run uh, <laughs> of his career. That was pretty cool. Didn't it make you feel old, Biggio's son hitting a home run? Made me feel kind of old. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but I feel old already. Once you have a kid, you just kind of feel old, I think. I, I guess that's true. <laughs> like, do you remember Jeff Bagwell with the big old batting gloves? <laughs> I, just, I remember him on video games. I didn't watch a lot of baseball when I was little, but I do remember his name on video games. Video games, where it was at? <laughs> I, I've gotten uh, out of the video game game. Do you still play them? Uh, every once in a while, I'll play um, Rocket League. Uh, that's my game of choice. So I'll play it every once in a while. Kind of excited for when my son grows up a little bit so I can get back into it. Yeah, my daughter likes Minecraft, and I can't stand it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand some of these games. So Oh, like you build things. Like that's what you do in Minecraft. You like build things. And like I, I just I, – I can't play it. But she loves it, and it keeps her busy. I let her play every once in a while. I don't let her play very often, so. I'd rather be out in the backyard hitting golf balls. Yeah. Minnesota at Cleveland, eight and a half total. Jose Barrios, Trevor Bauer, pick them game. Um, any interest here in Barrios? Not a ton. Uh, I typically don't put a ton of stock into home road splits, but uh, when it comes to Barrios, I do. Uh, you know, his numbers are just worse across the board, uh, both this season, both last season, uh, throughout his career. So probably not going to be playing Barrios. Uh, the Indians, they have some decent uh, batters in their lineup. Average X will above 333, only a K rate of 22%. So I'll probably pass on Berrios. And then for Bauer, look, he continues to underwhelm a little bit. But he still has a 27% strikeout rate on the season. The walks have come down over his last three. That's pretty much been his biggest issue all year. We know Minnesota, uh, very good offense. You know, they don't strike out a whole lot. They have a bunch of power. So I do think that will keep his ownership down. And $9,400 in tournaments, I certainly think uh, you can make a case to play Bauer. Yeah, I think you can make a case to play either one of these guys, but like, oh man, it's so it's so hard to play pitchers against Minnesota right now. This team is just yeah. they're so good up and down the lineup. Like the lowest ISO in this team against random pitching this season is Marwin Gonzalez at one sixty eight. Like, uh, you know, and they just don't strike out that much either. So, and, and then Barrios, like you said, the home road splits. Uh, you know, Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton. So, I think these are going to be two names that you see get some ownership today. That like I might not play a lot of these guys. Um, <laughs> the Twins average ISO 254 uh, average in their lineup. That's crazy. Some teams don't even have a single batter uh, with that. Isn't it? It's just crazy, man. They're just mashing the ball like everybody. Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, like even Jason Castro is one of the highest um, ISOs as far as catchers go. And like his hard hit rate's like 52%. So. Uh, you know, I think if you're not playing Bauer on teams, you could potentially look at stacking the Twins here just because he's a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact and they might be lower owned on this smaller slate. Yeah, don't hate it. Uh, you mentioned the hard contact uh, plus a 381 x with to lefties. So, yeah, don't mind them. Uh, they do have a lot of left-handed power. Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, Castro. So, Definitely not a great spot for Bauer, but uh, he could always, uh, you know, come out and dominate a lineup. So I kind of like both sides, if that makes any sense. I think it makes a ton of sense. Five game slate, you have to, you have to be willing to take pitcher or hitters against your pitchers um, when you're looking at playing multiple teams on the slate. Uh, any interest in the Cleveland bats here against Barrios? Yeah, so historically he's been pretty tough on both lefties and righties, but this season alone, three forty two x well, but forty percent hard contact to lefties. Uh, I know the Indians have kind of been, you know, underwhelming so far this season, but Lindor, Santana, Kipnis, I think they're all viable. Um, they're going to be under owned. They're probably 
going to be pretty cheap. Kipnis is still 2300 on FanDuel, 2700 on DraftKings. Uh, you can hardly find you know a hitter that cheap at the bottom of the lineup of a bad offense. Uh, so I certainly don't mind him batting cleanup on the Indians. Yep. And uh, obviously Lindor and Santana. You know, always guys that are a little interesting. But yeah, I don't want to go crazy here against Barrios. Power lefties. Uh, Baltimore at Texas. We got David Hess against Ariel Gerardo. Um, any interest here in David Hess? <laughs> Load up. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, play him on play. every team <laughs> for <Yeah>. low ball. <laughs> How does this game only have a ten and a half total? It should be fifteen. Oh man, there's gonna be a lot of it, like. In fairness of Ariel Gerardo, um, Gerardo, um, he's a guy that just generates a ton of ground balls. You know, so like, you know, there's games where he'll go out and he doesn't get blown up. Um, you know, you really have to look at how teams perform against sinkers when you're when you're like looking at playing him. And for what it's worth, like Baltimore doesn't have a, a crazy amount of good numbers against sinkers. So, you know, maybe he goes out and pitches OK here. Uh, I can't, uh, I'm not playing him. I'm just saying like, uh, you asked, why does this game only have a 10 total? And I was, I was trying to, I was trying yeah. to find a reason. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. Um, Baltimore bats, you know, I, I think you start with, um, you know, DJ Stewart and Dwight Smith jr. Yeah, definitely like both of them. Uh, VR is always the guy that, you know, he doesn't have good numbers on paper, but you look at his game log and he just has some big games every now and then. He's got a decent amount of pop. Uh, he'll steal some bases. Uh, Mancini and Nunez, both some decent options as well. Uh, so I don't mind some of these uh, Baltimore bats. If you are paying up a pitching, this is a, a decent spot to save some some salary cap, uh, especially like Chris Davis. If he ends up batting sixth, uh, he's only 2200 on FanDuel, 2900 on DraftKings, I know he's been pretty bad, but in this ballpark, pretty much anyone can have some success. I will, I will say you got to pay attention to. I know DJ Stewart left the game with potential ankle injury, so you got to make sure he's in there. But um, I don't mind looking at some power bats here against Gerardo. Uh, Texas side of things, like everybody, right? Like David Hess is just uh, – how is this guy still pitching in the bigs? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we seem to say this every single year about, you know, there's five or six pitchers that just they get, continue to get starts, continue to get let up. Uh, we continue to stack against them. So uh, I'm not complaining. I'll continue to play uh, batters against them like all the Rangers. And they're not as expensive as they have been, you know, recently. Uh, Chu and Pence are both really priced up across the industry. But uh, DeShields, Andrews, Mazzara, all pretty affordable. Uh, Struble Cabrera has been, uh, you know, had a nice bounce back season. So I love the spot for Texas. Uh, in terms of Hess's splits, 4.24 home run per nine, two righties. I know it's a pretty small sample, only 11 starts this season, but that's massive. Uh, and that goes with a 436 XO, but 46% hard contact rate. So definitely like some of uh, these Rangers bats. Yeah, hopefully the Shields bat second. You know, he's like you said, he's cheaper. And, you know, the, David Hess does, he just stinks against everybody. He just, he's so bad, man. Like, Anybody that has a 33.7% hard to soft contact ratio, you want to pick on that guy every time he takes the, the bump. So Oakland at LA, we got Mike Fires and Tyler Skaggs, nine total. Skaggs, a 132 favorite. Um, Derek, I keep saying it, you know, and this game is kind of blowing up on Wednesday, but this ballpark is really playing more hitter friendly. Do you have any interest here in Fires? Yeah, it's kind of strange. A lot of runs being scored in Los Angeles and – this Angels offense, I mean, they've been, uh, you know, pretty good this season. I mean, Otani's got off to that slow start, but if you look at their lineup, 350 XOVA combined, 194 ISO, only a strike rate of 17%. It's to the point where I can't play any pitcher against uh, Los Angeles, regardless of the ballpark. So no interest in fires for me. Yeah, they just don't strike out. And this guy gives up a ton of fly balls and hard and contact with yeah, and that's always been the case. But this year they got, you know, it seems like they got some more power with Listella batting well. Uh, you always have Trout and Otani. Pujols has kind of been decent. Calhoun. I mean, they just got some uh, good hitters in that. Yeah, Calhoun, like, completely changes that approach to the plate. So the Stella. Um, you know, when you look at Oakland against left-handed pitching, man, they've been fantastic this season. Um, I know it's smaller samples, and we like to look more – you know, more at bats, but even if we look back to last year, 350 team Woba, 208 ISO against lefties, 22% K rate. 
Any interest here in Skaggs? It's tough, especially with Chris Davis back in the lineup. He's always one of those bats that just really scares you anytime he comes to the plate against the Southpaw. Uh, I know this slate doesn't have a ton of good pitching options, but we're going to talk about two uh, pretty good ones in the next game. So I don't think I'll have any interest in Skaggs. Yeah, I really like the game stack. Like, I, I think this is a game that I'm certainly going to be looking at loading up on bats. I like Pinder. I like Chapman. I like Davis, Piscotti. Um, just pretty much everybody on the Oakland side outside of Luriano and, you know, Marcus Simeon's a guy that doesn't have a ton of power, but like even him, he just doesn't strike out. So I really like the Oakland side. And, you know, you mentioned how much you like the Angels side, like with the, with the Texas game and the Toronto game, like this game is a game that I feel like we could get 15 runs and, you know, it could be lower owned than both of those spots combined. Yeah, for sure. Give me the over here. Uh, Chris Davis, 3,900 on DraftKings. I think that's pretty Ooh, much buddy. an autoplay against uh, against a lefty. So I agree with you on all the A's bats. And then for the Angels, Fires is a guy. Most of his power comes against right-handed hitters. So you got to love Trout in this spot. Um, Otani continues to uh, heat up. I think he's homered in back-to-back games. He's only 3,900 as well. Maybe that's the magical price point on DraftKings. Um, La Stella, you mentioned Cal- Calhoun's been hitting the ball well. So I like that four-man stack for Los Angeles, and you can certainly bring it back with some uh, A's bats. Yeah, I will say, like, everybody in this game is too cheap. Like, yeah. it- it's ridiculous how cheap some of these guys are. Um yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'll tell you right now, Derek. I'm loading up on this game. I'm not gonna play a ton of teams on this slate, um, but yeah, I love this game. Like it, they're just they're just too cheap. Um, Washington at San Diego, seven and a half total. We got Patrick Corbin against Joey Lucchese. Um, You know, seven and a half. Like I said, pick them game. Any interest here in Corbin? Yeah, 10-3 for Corbin on DraftKings uh, in Petco against uh, strikeout happy Padres offense. Certainly signed me up for that. I know, uh, you know, his strikeout rate is only at 24% against righties this season, but it's at 37% against lefties. He'll probably face, you know, one or two uh, lefties tonight. He's been solid pretty much all season. So certainly uh, like Corbin in all formats. And then Luke Casey pitches well at home. Uh, sneaky 25% K rate, good control, pretty decent ground ball rate. Uh, so certainly don't mind looking at him. Although Washington, they certainly have more power uh, than San Diego. So probably prefer Corbin, but... I think both these guys are fine um, in all formats. Yeah, when you look at both of these teams against left-handed pitching, you're like, why does this game have a seven and a half total? Um, in my opinion, like both of these teams hit left-handed pitching really well, you know. But at, at some point, you got to play pitchers on the slate. So, <laughs> like, you know, you, you eventually just got to take shots. And I think that I like. Corbin more, but Luke is cheaper. And, you know, I know Luke is only going to throw 85 pitches, which actually might benefit him on this slate. So I, I like both of these guys. Uh, I'm with you, but I don't hate potentially looking at some bats here. Is there anything on Washington that's standing out to you? I mean, Rendon's always viable, but 5,700 for him in Petco, tough to get to for me. Um, Kendrick is priced up. Soto's priced up. You know, don't really want to play Eaton against the lefty. So probably not a ton for me on Washington's side. And then uh, just to add to, you know, Patrick Corbin, if you look at this Padres lineup, uh, here's their strikeout rates against lefties. Myers, 40%. Reyes, 28%. Machado, 25%. Renfro, 35%. Uh, France, or sorry, Renf- sorry, France, 35 Kinsler 21 and Hedges 33 combined 32% K rate for their lineup. Uh, I'm going to probably end up uh, with a lot of Corbin shares here. Yeah. And like, you know, Corbin, you know, this is a spot that he might give up a couple solo hot home runs and, you know, strike out nine. So um, certainly like this spot for him, but on a five game slate, you know, obviously like I don't want to take five hitters against my pitcher, but like, I wouldn't mind like having Corbin and, and playing like a Machado, to be honest. Like Machado's 3,500 here. You can play him at third base or shortstop. He has a 528 ISO against left handed pitching this season. So I, I don't hate that. Like, I don't hate having Corbin and Machado just because Machado is so cheap. So here's what you do you play Corbin, you play Hap, and then you have 4K apiece for the rest of your lineup. And pretty much everyone in that LA game uh, is around 4K. Just yeah, there you go. Just load them up. Load Damn. it up. Take it to the bus. Um, 
Yeah, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We'll use the main slate. Um, you know, that way if anybody misses in the morning, we can, you know, just go off of the five game main slate here. Derek, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Well, uh, pretty much only one yeah, guy. <laughs> I, I, I fail on this one. I, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, give me J.A. Hap. I'm sure you will take Hap. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I guess give me Gerardo. Yeah, that's your best bet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Edwin over, Jackson. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? I will go with Jose Barrios. Just don't really love him on the road. Uh, I think Bauer, boomer bust option. I think he's a pretty good option as well. Uh, I'm going to go Skaggs. I think Skaggs. I think Oakland gets the Skaggs today. I think he's in trouble. I think a lot of these guys could uh, end up struggling. I think every pitcher on the slate can struggle for what it's worth. Yeah. You know, this is this is one of the slates where I'm going to definitely prioritize my bats over my pitching. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Over 4K. I mean, I guess I'll just uh, eat the chalk and go Mike Trout. All right. I'm going to take Chapman. Kind of like playing it. off my, my Skaggs pick here. Um, I should have taken Luke Voigt. That was the other guy that I was thinking of. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Let's go uh, Otani with two home runs. So that's three total for me. Whoa. Whoa, I like it. Well, if you're going to call home run and two <laughs> hits, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Chris Davis. Just stick to the theme. Yeah, like let's just keep it rolling here. Give me a stack to score six or more runs on this five-game slate. I mean, take your pick, A's or Angels. Well, you you have the Angels going, so like you you have <laughs> to right, take yeah. the Angels, and I got to take the A's, right? Props hitting the homer. Otani's hitting two homers. That's so probably going to score more than six. Man, I hope this game like <laughs> when you start building lineups with these guys in your lineup, you're just like, oh man, my lineup stacked. So. Um, yeah, it should be a fun slate. I'm already ready for this one to get going here. So, uh, Derek, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, always fun to do the show and, uh, congrats on the baby. That's going to be awesome. Uh, baby boy, right? Yeah. I'm trying to talk her into letting me name him Maverick. Maverick. That's the new name. <laughs> she like wouldn't it. go. She wouldn't go for jock jams. She actually likes Maverick. So I'm jock working jam? on Maverick. <laughs> I was trying to name him jock jams. I was like, we can call him JJ. Yeah, that would be amazing. But I like Maverick too. So yeah, Maverick, like Top Gun's one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, she likes the name Maverick, so it's kind of where we're at. Probably won't end up on it. But my best friend said when he has a kid, he would name his kid uh, Goose. So <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on that note, uh, <laughs> I hope you, uh, I hope you keep crushing PGA. Um, super happy for you, and um, you guys can find all his awesome work here. It's the Canadian Open this weekend, right? Yeah, Canadian Open. Week before the major, always kind of a letdown. So, oh, uh, we got a major next week. Anyway. Yeah, U.S. Open, Pebble Beach. It's gonna be great. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, man. Right? Isn't it like Pebble Beach, like Tiger Woods? So. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, pretty much a lot of courses are Tiger courses, but especially this one. Um, yeah, really tight off the tee. Gotta hate your irons. Good. That's right in Tiger's wheelhouse. All right, busy week in PGA next week, and I can already tell you guys that. So make sure you guys are checking out the RG Premium here. There's also Roto Academy courses. So give Derek a follow over there on Twitter, at RG um, underscore Notorious. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again next tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs>